You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt and I will be hosting today. Nope, that's not true. Well, you are kind of hosting. I guess I'm hosting. Helping yeah, You're pre-hosting. <laughs> yes, helping me with this intro today because I'm struggling is Neil, Ken, and Jeff. How are you guys doing today? Excellent. I'm, I'm ready for the lack of seriousness. Yeah, I started off with just a, a little bit of lack of seriousness. It's, there. it's pretty late. Yeah. yeah, I am all over the little bit of knowledge. Yeah, it's uh, it's three thirty a.m. Uh, <laughs> it's not that late. It's not that late yet. No, Somewhere we're going to be recording until three thirty a.m. Because I uh, after this I have a six hour trivia game ready. Oh, cool. it's, the gauntlet. It's our, called. Uh, it's our new game where Neil just asks questions until he passes. Out. Is this our <laughs> Halloween episode? Uh, it could be. It could. It's going to be the horror movie. So I think there's going to be three corpses laying around <laughs> your office after we're done with this. Yeah, it's going to spiral out of control. Uh, yeah, it's called the uh, the secret Sri Lanka game. It's like being in a Sri Lankan prison. Uh, you have to answer questions. <laughs> Sri Lankan prisons, especially bad or something. I don't. Is it what's cold your, there? What's your perception? No. What's not. the place that I'm thinking of? Siberia. Siberia. Oh, sorry. That's what I meant. <laughs> Siberian <laughs> prison. Those are very different. Those places. are a little different. Neil, you ever yeah. been in a Turkish prison? <laughs> Uh, well, you like gladiators? Been a, been <laughs> a Turkish sauna. That's like a prison. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, well, as I accidentally alluded to earlier, uh, I will not be hosting this game. Um, joining us as host today is our Universal Champions. It's going to be Tim Edwards and Cheyenne Fletcher from Tulsa, Oklahoma. How are you guys doing today? They're like the tag team champions. <laughs> How are y'all doing? Excellent. Thank you. I believe they won the title in a handicap match. So it's a little, <laughs> a little unfair, but, we'll, but we're good with it. Uh, a win's yeah. a win. <laughs> a win is a win. That's correct. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, about yourselves, your company, uh, and just to tell our listeners here, we're super grateful, as Matt said, that they are a Universal Champion Patreon supporter uh, and uh, helping our show continue to grow. So first of all, thank you very, very much for that. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, we're big fans of the uh, of the podcast and uh, happy to be here today. We run trivia uh, nights uh, here in Oklahoma. We've got a bunch in Tulsa. Uh, we're expanding into Oklahoma City area and cool. also have one starting in Salt Lake City next week. So wow. very nice. cool. excited about that and um, uh, are looking to expand into other places. So if you want to host a trivia game, just hit us up at questionableco at gmail.com and we'd love to uh, talk with you about that and get one started in your city. The, so. the trivia barons. Uh, yeah, we're working on it. We're Taking not quite over. there yet, but uh, we, we have goals. They're trivia men. So, so you're in Tulsa and you're you're expanding. So, Salt Lake City. So, anyone in in that area, make sure to reach out to questionableco at gmail.com. I'm a trivia man. I'm a trivia man. I write lots of questions. Uh, well, I guess they could use Daniel Day Lewis as a host. Who everyone would want him, right? Yeah, he's retired now. He's he's yeah. got a lot of free time. Yeah. So Daniel Day Lewis hit up Questionable Co. <laughs> <laughs> no promises on that one. So it sounds I, like you guys are pretty much ready to host. Uh, before we get going, why don't we send it over to the rules guy? The rules of the game are simple: twenty questions split into two rounds, worth ten points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will. End the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. 
The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Did you have a joke? No, I don't. <laughs> so, Ken, uh, rules guy, Darren Marlar, uh, he just read the rules. Uh, that was actually his audition to be the rules guy for Questionable Company. Oh. What do you think? I, I think he should get the job, but it's up to these guys. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see how Daniel Day-Lewis goes. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, the, I, the game is simple. <laughs> I don't think anyone would, would uh, be upset about being second fiddle to Daniel Day-Lewis. So no. that's like losing the finals to Michael Jordan. It's like you played the best, you lost to the best. Like my friend Kyle, the second best John Proctor to ever play the role. There you go. Um, so today it's going to be me and Jeff versus Neil and Ken. Uh, do you guys have any ideas for team names? Well, in honor of uh, Questionable Company being in Tulsa and then expanding to Salt Lake City, um, I'm a big fan of the Book of Mormon musical. Mm-hmm. So, um, why don't, Ken and I, how about we be, um, I don't know, how about uh, the elders? Uh, sure. We're the elders. Yeah. All right. In honor of OKC and Utah, we can be the Thunder Jazz. Yes. So, we are the Thunder Jazz today. You don't have to remember these. You could just <laughs> call on. <laughs> but we will be the Thunder Jazz The today. Thunder Jazz are loose. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys take it away whenever you're ready. All right. Uh, I'm going to be reading this first round, Cheyenne. All right. All right. Cheyenne's round one. Here we go. Uh, Round one, question one. Pleasing round numbers. What Pittsburgh Pirate Hall of Famer, who was also known for his humanitarian work, is the only player with exactly 3,000 career hits? We are locked in. Mm -hmm. I think uh, we're locked in as well. Just going to leave this one to Neil. Um, I'll start. Uh, I really only know one famous Pirates player, and that's uh, Roberto Clemente. Hmm. I think you know Barry Bonds too, uh, but, but yeah, he ended with three thousand. He died in a plane crash. It's Roberto Clemente. Yep, that's right. All right, good start. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> I, Ken looked at me like you better know it. I was like, I, I have an idea. <laughs> that's All the right. only yeah, question only two. Outliers of the seven Central American countries, five touch both the Pacific and the Atlantic. Name either of the two countries that don't border both oceans. Mm. Okay. All right, we're going to go with uh, Venezuela, which I could be wrong, but I think it's towards the top, probably on either side of where Central America meets. So, mm-hmm. You said uh, Central American countries, right? Yes, Central American uh, countries. We said Belize. I heard South American. <laughs> yes. El Salvador and Belize All are the right. two countries. You know what's funny about Belize? It's, uh, it's the location we're going to send Jeff after this podcast. <laughs> And yeah, if you're fans I of Breaking I, Bad, you'll know what's going to happen. Question three. Ain't no party like a trivia party. Rap duo Christopher Reed and Christopher Martin are well known for their music as well as roles for their roles in movies. Mm-hmm. By what collective name are they more commonly known? Uh, I know what it is. Uh, you said it was Chris Reed and Chris Martin? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. From Coldplay? So you guys are locked in? <laughs> <laughs> We're locked in. Um, so uh, Cheyenne had a nice, I hope it's a clue, in the category, and Ken kind of looked at me and said, uh, you listen to rap. So um, <laughs> ain't no party like a trivia party. It made me think of House Party, which was Kid and Play. So that's mm-hmm. our answer. Yeah, when I first heard those names, I actually thought crisscross. But then when you said that they were in films, uh, I thought that couldn't be right. So we went with Kid in Play. Uh, that is correct. Kid in <laughs> Play. All right. Are, were you guys big fans of Kid in Play at all or no? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've gone back and showed my son. My son's really into hip hop and he gets a kick out of watching them do that goofy dance where they hop around in a circle with yep. their legs oh yeah and they yeah they they connect legs it's a classic yeah. there's a lot of fun dancing in uh late you know, 80s late, late 80s, 80s early 90s uh it's funny too about trivia because we're all we're all hosts here but the fact that you don't like kid and play there's so many things that you know you write a nice question like you guys did and then someone's like oh you must be a fan you're like no i just tend to research <laughs> <laughs> um i'm actually gonna pass this next question off to tim okay, okay. to make sure pronunciation is done correctly <laughs> all right well, the category is, it's not dicks. Okay. The question, what sports apparel store shares its name with the colloquial name for a medical condition called tinea pettis? Oh. Okay. I think so you I... said it's a sporting goods store? Yes. Sports apparel store. 
Okay, and can you use Tinea Pettis in a sentence? I've got sure. Tinea Pettis. We are locked uh, 100%. in. 100%. Uh, here we go. What sports apparel store <laughs> is a colloquial name for a medical condition called Tinea Pettis? We're locked in. I'm right. Okay. Okay. Matt is, is declaring. He's calling a shot like uh, Babe Ruth. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Neil wrote Foot Locker. Noted pirate Babe Ruth. He took uh, Pettis and he broke it down into ped and put foot. Foot Locker is definitely. I think. What else do we have, though? Cabela sounds like a. Oh, yeah. Cabela's. It could be a medical condition. Well, there's Cabela's Bass Pro Shop. I'm just thinking of like the country <laughs> ones. And then. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hey, sometimes it helps just to say yeah, answers that are wrong. I had a really bad like, case uh, of Bass Pro I Shop. I can't come into work today. I got Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I like your foot idea. Yeah, the only, I mean, there's <laughs> there's Champs. Um, Dick, Sports Authority's gone. Yeah. Let's go Foot Locker. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what the Latin for tough act and tenactin is, but you have it. You might have Athlete's Foot, which is the name of a shoe store. Oh. oh. Athlete's Foot is correct. Uh, we need John Madden here. <laughs> Boom. Question five. Suburbia. Don't You Forget About Me is a documentary about four filmmakers in search of what director at, after he seemed to disappear from public life. Neil Neil wrote a guess. Uh, I don't have any frame of reference of that particular person uh, disappearing from public life, but mm. the clue certainly makes sense. Well, that director, um, while they're thinking here uh without you know kind of being cryptic mm. um he just kind of stopped working, working okay uh, lock as he got it. older lock okay. in with it all right locked, locked in. in was he a director john hughes mm-hmm. i was thinking john hughes because don't you forget about me is the song played at the end of the breakfast club okay and he didn't really make anything after um, home alone <laughs> no there's something after <laughs> that, home that alone. is uh incorrect <laughs> yeah he made some bad stuff after after Home Alone. Yeah, but some I, could I haven't argue heard most of his stuff is bad. Yeah, basically all of it. <laughs> People um, who are incorrect can argue that. There's, there's like a couple decent films. Anyways, I think it might be John Hughes. I haven't heard from him in mm. 25, 30 years. So he doesn't answer your letters. All right, let's let's lock in with Jonathan Hughes. Okay. Um, so the clue that um, Cheyenne gave there, uh, other than the, the "Don't you forget about me," was um, you know the four filmmakers were searching for him. I'm not certain on this thing, but I was trying to think of a director that. Um, would have influenced four big directors or at least working directors and John Hughes influences a lot of people, myself included. So we want John Hughes. Uh, yes. The correct answer is John Hughes. Oh, now I want to preface this really quick. I like you listen to all these podcasts and mm-hmm. I feel like some question, like I know some questions have popped up on podcasts recently. Mm-hmm. So if we run across any of those, let us know. We have some replacement. Okay. Oh, cool. To be honest, uh, just to let you guys know from a behind the scenes, uh, we'll let everyone in on this a behind the scenes thing. Um, I think we said this before, but when we edit the episodes, at least Ken and myself, I, I don't even remember what we edited yeah. or what was in a show. So we might forget too. So it might be on us that we, we don't remember, but we'll try our best. Yep. Is what we're saying. Okay. Question six, the little death. The English word for what common contract traces its origin back to a French word that means death pledge. Yep. We're locked in. We did have this on an episode before. Did we? Yes. Yeah, that's what makes it so delightful. That you guys don't know. Correct. Isn't a little death, it's orgasm, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what it is. That's, uh, that's what they say. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they call that's it. That's not a contract, though. A kiss is not a contract. Clearly, you guys haven't read the right contract. It's uh, <laughs> oh, mor- Mortgage. Mortgage? mortgage okay so we'll lock in with uh, i'm just going to trust ken that mortgage also means orgasm so it Mo- does mort mort means death it's it means mortgage. the death of so orgasm. mort and then gauge means orgasm house <laughs> orgasm it says nothing to do with an <laughs> orgasm <laughs> all right we're locked in with mortgage yeah it is a mortgage uh, that is correct all right I'm glad I remembered that from a previous episode. I'm glad you did, because I was going to go down a, a long rabbit yeah, hole. you did anyway. I did. All right, question seven. Before he was mega famous, he was on two shows named ER, along with The Facts of Life and Roseanne, before breaking into movies and mega stardom. We're locked in. Is this is this the Clooney? I sort of feel like Clooney may have been on ER. Roseanne and the other shows, mm-hmm. too? Okay. I think I think he was a uh, Roseanne though. That's tricky because what's, he'd be older. What's two shows named ER? There's there was a show in the late '80s, I believe, called ER oh. as well. 
I think it was about dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Would Noah Wiley have been too young? Yeah. Noah Wiley could have been a boyfriend of Darlene on on Roseanne. Wouldn't he have been around that like a younger age? That's who. That's who. That's what I would think is. I I don't have any certainty. Let's let's go with Noah. Okay, let's do it. Noah Wiley. And uh, we are going for a gentleman uh, best known for his work in Solaris. Uh, George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> Solaris. That's a half right answer. Yes, yeah, it is George I, Clooney. I like uh, Solaris. All right. I know miss. it's I know it's not his his top hit, but uh, I like Solaris. The streak, okay. the perfect streak, ends for we, us. We overthought it. <laughs> you can correct us if we're wrong, but. Um, uh, Clooney was he the was he like a uh, handyman in uh, Facts of Life? Yes, and then that e- there was a first ER that was E slash R, and he was like a EMT late eighties, I think. Yeah, it's probably when he had like the longer hair. Yeah, I didn't know there was two ERs, so I sort of can kind of remember Clooney and Facts of Life me. now. Good job, but <laughs> I knew a thing. Question eight: Pooty Poot. <laughs> Right. The members of a Russian revolt in 1825 were named after the month the revolution took place. What are they called? A contemporary indie rock band also goes by this name. Ooh. I actually know a random indie band that you probably would know, but I think it's that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. okay. I can't mm-hmm. believe I got this one right. All right, we're locked in. You guys can talk. Uh, are we thinking it's the Decemberists? Uh, yes. Can you think of another indie band with a month in their name? Uh, let's see. 21 April Pilots. No. It's not, <laughs> not indie. Ken's favorite band. <laughs> not indie. Uh, They're also not a band. Yeah. Uh, Ides of March. No. No. That's not indie. You're my vehicle, baby. No. Jim we, Peterick. I, I, was a, I was a guitar player here in Berwyn. <laughs> wrote a slide Stallone called me up and said, hey, I need a theme song for Rocket 3. Yeah. Good impression. Kind of. He was at our career day. Yeah. In, yeah. The, in the science room going, talking about Rocky 3. Uh, <laughs> true story. We're going to lock it with December. Uh yeah, so I I don't know a lot of indie bands like Ken does uh, that he gets tattooed on him, but uh, <laughs> just one, but just one, but uh, yeah, I, I, also not indie really. For the record, uh, I'm playing so loose and free, and I feel so good with this game. That's a great question. I basically I, just going to me for confirmation on the answers. I know I, I never play like this, but we wrote the Decemberists. We were looking for the name of the group. Oh, which is the Decemberists. Yeah. Well, we all said it. Points for us. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna take those. <laughs> you can take those points. We're gonna take fine. those points. You, you guys have this. You you guys have the score tabs. So uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> points for everyone. Nobody missed a single answer this entire game. Yeah. This is all edited. We're, <laughs> we we haven't answered anything right. <laughs> all right. Question nine. Don't I know you from somewhere? Beryl Evans, John Swithin, and Richard Bachman are all pseudonyms used by what author? We're locked in. Yeah. Richard Bachman's definitely Stephen King. Right? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Stefan King. Oh, wait a minute. It's Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> Richard yes. Richard Bachman Turner Overdrive. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's where you got the name, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it is Stephen King, yes? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Question 10 Cocktails and bad writing. Gosling Brothers is a Bermudian rum distributor known for threatening people with lawsuits regarding what trademarked cocktail you want to lock in with him i'm yeah i'm gonna others? be no nah, i'm terrible at this you know that okay we're gonna lock in all right uh so let's name some uh, both of you and i don't really drink so um think cocktails with rum in them i mean um cuba libre is the what's that it's a rum and coke basically. rum and coke it's a free cuba um I don't know if it's a, it's probably not a Long Island iced tea. I mean, it's possible, but it's Bermuda. So, um, like Mai Tai. Um, what's the other one? Um, not Mai Tai. Margarita. There's another one. I'm uh, daiquiri. Um, there's got to be like a. You making margaritas with rum? I don't know. No, no that's that's what's a tequila, right? <laughs> All right. So choose Mai Tai, Mai Tai daiquiri or Cuba Libre. I mean, Cuba Libre sounds sexier. So I feel like. I if, mean, they are Bermudan though, so. Maybe not uh, Cuban. There's yeah. There's got to be some like. Oh man, I, I know I'm gonna know it when I hear it. Um, Let's say uh, daiquiri. Daiquiri. Okay. You guys are locked in with daiquiri. Yeah. Uh, we locked on pretty quickly. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure Bermudan rum is a, more of a spiced rum, uh, and one of the cocktails I know that you can make with that is a mai tai. So we locked in with mai tai. 
Yeah, the answer is dark and stormy. Dark oh. and stormy. That's come up before. We got this wrong somewhere else. Well, uh, after that first round, it looks like uh, Team Elders uh, is narrowly uh, in second place with 70 points. And uh, Team, uh, what are you guys again? The Thunder Jazz. The Thunder Jazz. Uh, with, cool. Yeah, with, with 80 <laughs> points. I'm jealous. I'm going to go join their team. <laughs> based on the name. Um, so uh, before we throw it back to the guys, uh, Jeff, uh, since we do have a universal champion uh, hosting the show today, uh, our dynamic duel over there. Um, show them what they've won. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Behind behind you guys, literally right now on the webcam, there's a brand new car. Um, so t- so <laughs> we found a brand new 1983 uh, Yugo. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to mail it in parts. <laughs> yeah, it's a kit car. Um, tell, tell everyone uh, how they can join Patreon and join uh, Cheyenne and Tim. They certainly can do that directly at patreon.com slash triviality podcast. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, Tim and Shane are, are universal champions. One of the wonderful perks they get in addition to every other perk. If you, if you're that high up, you get everything plus a pretty cool, uh, loot crate style box that we've developed with, uh, some cool triviality merchandise in there and some of our favorite little things and some jokes from the show. So, and the triviality, uh, nude calendar, uh, <laughs> with three pictures of each of us. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. For 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and in that mine are redacted. My face has a black bar over it. <laughs> it makes it just his face. The rest <laughs> is uncensored. Uh, hey, hey. And uh, our merchandise is uh, fully available now. We've partnered actually with uh, Inked and Screened, who's a listener of the show, uh, to do our T-shirts. We're very excited about that. They're very high quality. Um, they are very cool. Uh, we all have some of the first to print. And uh, so different, very different styles. Mm-hmm. Um, t-shirts, V-necks, uh, Whatever tank tops, tank tops, deep V's, stickers. Uh, you can find uh, that merchandise uh, with a link on our website. So if you go to our website, trivialitypodcast.com, or uh, if you go to inkedandscreened.com, there is a tab for uh, Triviality there. You can check out. Yeah, for all our t-shirts there. Yeah. Uh, Matt, uh, I know you were talking about uh, our uptick in reviews, but we'd like some more. So we're pretty much right at about 100 reviews right now in iTunes, um, which is awesome. We're pretty cool. For- Shooting for 150. Once we get to 150, we will select five random reviews. Uh, we'll read those on air, and we will send you a T-shirt. And we're not just doing iTunes. So if you review us in any place, Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, the Google Play, whatever that's called now, I can't remember. Google, I think it's just Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Stitcher. Yeah. Stitcher. Yeah. If you if you rate us in any of those places, we will aggregate all of those once we hit 150 iTunes reviews. Mm-hmm. So that's our benchmark for that. Um, so, and uh, yeah, we'll do another drawing where I think we're going to do five, mm-hmm. five giveaways. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, and then finally, yeah, join us up uh, over at Face Group. Uh, face Group. <laughs> <laughs> join us, uh, yeah, join us on Facebook uh, at our group, The Crop. Uh, you'll see uh, Cheyenne and Tim over there uh, interacting with everyone. There's a lot of gifts. Uh, question of the days. <laughs> I like uh, how we're really pushing the gifts. Well, people people are pushing it already, and it's just it's so fun to see people answering gifts and have to struggle trying to find an answer that fits a gift. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, kudos to all of you guys. Uh, but thank you for doing that. Uh, and then finally, um, to join uh, Cheyenne and Tim on Patreon uh, at the Universal Champion level, uh, you will get Matt's uh, private phone number. So, uh, yeah. All right. Without further ado, let's send it back to the guys for the swing round. All right. Uh, for our swing round today, we've got before and afters. Oh, lovely. So one common word in the middle that connects two different clues. How, and, many, uh, how many are there going to be? There's 10. 10 for five points apiece. Number one. ESPN documentary series about Tina Fey, Alec Baldwin, and Tracy Morgan. Number two, actress who played Carol Seaver on Growing Pains replaces Jamie Foxx in a Kanye West song. Number three, the fictional voice of George Steinbrenner throws a perfect game for his own team while supposedly half drunk. Number four, Charles Atlas is defeated in his field by the actress who won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar for Moonstruck. Number five, the fourth installment of the Chronicles of Narnia is featured in a Carrot Top movie. Pass the other five on to Tim. All right. Uh, Number six, this actor retired from playing a psychologist in Seattle to to become a pedantic corrector of people's syntax. Number seven, this actress from Splash leads a double life as a normal teenager during the day and a pop star at night. Number eight. When this actor played Cole Trickle, 
He used a device to keep making those left turns at the same steady speed. Number nine, Ming the Merciless shows up to fight his rival, only to hear a rendition of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, okay. And number 10, the two-time mayor of D.C. is also the Major League Baseball home run king. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like <laughs> she should have, exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are good to go. All right, uh, number one, ESPN documentary series about Tina Fey, Alec Baldwin, and Tracy Morgan. Yeah, we locked in pretty quickly with 30 for 30 Rock. We also had 30 for 30 Rock. Uh, I would definitely watch this series. It was 30 for 30 Rock. Yes. Can Alec Baldwin narrate, please? <laughs> uh, how about Tracy Morgan narrate? Mm, I think yeah. better. Uh, number two, actress who played Carol Seaver on Growing Pains replaces Jamie Foxx in a Kanye West song. This one's killing me because I can't remember her first name. So uh, we said Julie Golddigger. Yeah, uh, we didn't know the... I couldn't think of the actress, so uh, we just knew it was Gold Digger, so we went Hannah Gold Digger. Uh, so close, yet so far. It is Tracy Gold Digger. Mm, Tracy, that's right. Yeah, that was one of those that we knew once we heard she it. She was definitely yeah. mentioned on the show at some point. Yeah. I just didn't remember the name. Uh, number three. The fictional voice of George Steinbrenner throws a perfect game for his own team while supposedly half-drunk. Oh, it's uh, Larry David Wells. Ah, Wells. Uh, The only thing I knew about this was uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon, I believe, is the one who was drinking with him the night before Mm -hmm. because he told a story on The Tonight Show. But uh, we just knew it was Larry David, so we put Larry David Seaborn. I don't even know if that's a player. (laughs) Well, uh, it is Larry David Wells. Yeah. Um, Number four. Charles Atlas is defeated in his field by the actress who won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar for Moonstruck. Um, we'll go first and say that we had nothing. I'm sure Neil has a little bit more of insight into this one. Uh, well, yeah, originally Ken and I had Cher written down, uh, and then Ken was like, I think she won for best actress, not supporting actress. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? He's right. And then I remembered, um, she was in steel Magnolias, Olympia Dukakis. When I thought of Olympia, I remember Charles Atlas, I believe, was a weightlifter, and um, one of the events that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, was competing in was Mr. Olympia, so we put Mr. Olympia Dukakis. That's awesome. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Olympia Dukakis is correct. Yeah, that's a good poll. Um, the fourth installment of the Chronicles of Narnia is featured in a Carrot Top movie. Uh, 
one of my one of my favorite movies sadly when i was like seven years old uh this would be the silver chairman of the board oh oh that's right (laughs) yeah we thought a silver chair and we we're just naming a couple uh ones like prince caspian we settled on the horse and his boy wonder uh it is the silver chairman of the board i forgot about that movie i believe caspian's five Mm -hmm. well okay (laughs) just just as a reference point great (laughs) maybe the greatest uh clip from the conan o'brien uh late night show is when norm mcdonald and courtney thorne smith were both on she was on to promote chairman of the board and oh, norm mcdonald just savages her the, the entire, entire time. time yeah you should go find it it's on youtube ah, it, it's gotta see chairman of the board <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, this should be good. a good one huh <laughs> ah, you leave man you leave man's a red-haired guy huh yeah yeah <laughs> all right number six uh, this actor retired from playing a psychologist in Seattle to become a pedantic corrector of people's syntax. Mm. That would be the Kelsey Grammer Nazi. Yeah, we had Kelsey Jeff. I mean, Kelsey Grammer <laughs> Nazi. I I am not great with grammar. Uh, Kelsey Grammer Nazi is correct. Scrambled oh. eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number seven, this actress from Splash leads a double life as a normal teenager during the day and a pop star at night. Uh, we went uh, with uh, Daryl Hannah Montana. Ooh. We also went with Daryl Hannah Montana. Ours was a little bit more of a guess. <laughs> Daryl Hannah Montana is correct. You probably had the second part pretty that's right away. Yeah, yeah, the two of us looked and we're just like. Well, I mean, together we have the best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> well i know jeff, jeff and i often jeff and i will go to a park and uh we'll sit at a table where p- people are playing chess and we'll have uh, really rich debates about if hannah montana or sunny with a chance was better so and then oh, matt jumps in and he goes i love wizards of waverly no, place it's, uh, dog, matt, dog with a blog all day every day matt you're fired from the podcast <laughs> all you youngins should know that saved by the bell is by yeah. far the best. Well, uh, Bayside. Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number eight. When this actor played Cole Trickle, he used a device to keep making those left turns at the same steady speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, this uh, Tony Scott film uh, opposite uh, Robert Duvall, one of my favorites, uh, Tom Cruise, uh, mm-hmm. looking uh, dirty and sweaty in a race car uh, in Days of Thunder. So, Tom Cruise control. Mm. What did you say? Uh, we, we thought maybe it was related to Talladega Nights, so we said uh, Ricky Bobby Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> uh, it was Tom Cruise Control. That's, a good that's one. correct. Uh, I think that's where he met uh, Nicole Kidman, I believe. That is correct, mm-hmm. and that's where yeah, that's where he was set up uh, by the uh, leaders of Scientology. Yeah, that's where they yeah, yeah, exactly. set up their meet cute. <laughs> um, number nine. Ming the Merciless shows up to fight his rival, only to hear a rendition of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Rang 29 times. Um, Matt and I together pulled this one out of our collective behinds. Um, once I told him it was Gordon Lightfoot, we figured out it was Flash Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. That make Oh, Ming the Merciless. Yeah, that's... Uh, um, forgive me, John. Um, oh, Max von <laughs> Max von Sydow. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we didn't know, so we just put uh, The War of Iron Maiden because we weren't sure who did the uh, the other Edmund Fitzgerald thing. It, it is a Flash Gordon was, I told you it was a folk singer, not a metal song. <laughs> Why? Well, we didn't know, though. We didn't know. Uh, number 10. Two-time mayor of D.C. is also the Major League Baseball home run king. God, uh, home run king's Barry Bonds, and I can't remember this mayor's first name. Uh, and I, I might just be thinking of Marvin Barry, but I said Marlon Barry Bonds. <laughs> it's your cousin Marvin. Well, we said uh, John Barry Bonds. Uh, it is an M. It is Marion Barry Bonds. Yeah. Oh, I, that's I had so it disappointing. In there and uh, just wasn't coming because I got stuck on That was a great round, guys. Your cousin. Thanks. Glad you liked it. Yeah, I'm a a sucker for a before and after. Mm -hmm. Um, um, So before we get into the second round, um, anything else you'd like to tell us about yourselves, gentlemen, uh, about uh, what you do outside of trivia? I don't know why I said that in a Canadian accent, outside, but either way. Uh, Anything you'd like to talk about? 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, Geneva, who's my nine-year-old daughter, and Miles is my 14-year-old son, and also my uh, wonderful wife of 19 years, Amanda. Wow. Congrats. Congratulations. And also good idea with the extra shout-out to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shout-out to uh, my 15-year-old Sam and 12-year-old Jack and my wife Amity, who is... Uh, uh, nothing short of a saint for putting up with me. There you go. That's an even better shot. <laughs> hey, now, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you can't raise the stakes like Girl. this. <laughs> All right, take away uh, round two when you're ready. All right. Uh, round two, question number one. What's in a name? What kind of cake gets its name from its recipe? It requires an equal amount of butter, sugar, eggs, and flour. Ah, oh, really? That makes sense. Okay, it's, that's the amount that's in there. I think so. We're okay. in. We're locked. We okay. So you can talk. You guys are locked in. We're between. I think a buttercream, but that might actually be a type that's of like icing. A filling or frosting. Yeah. So you said pound cake. Cause Something those, tells me that it has everything to do with, with the weights. And it has one pound of each, maybe. I'm not sure, but that's I do kind of remember. Yeah, but you can make a lot of cake. That's Will true. Smith said seven pounds was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gave it up. Um, Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I kind of I remember looking up pound cake once and trying to figure out why it was called pound cake, and I think it had something to do with the weights and measures of the ingredients. You weren't so. trying to make a pound cake. I was not. No, okay. it was an intellectual exercise. <laughs> that sounds boring. Uh, we're gonna lock it with. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna lock it with pound cake. Oddly enough, when you make a bunt cake, you just stick the baseball bat out in front of you and wait for the ingredients to fly straight at it. <laughs> but uh, I we went for with... a suicide squeeze cake, if you ask. <laughs> we went with pound cake. Uh, pound cake is right. It requires a pound of butter, yeah. pound of sugar, pound of eggs, and a pound of flour. You know, Ken uh, made that's a kilo why... cake the other day. Oh, baby. <laughs> well, Ken, Ken wanted to try uh, opening up his own business called the uh, Celebrity Cake uh, store and uh, one of his uh, his best cakes was a uh, CCH pound cake. <laughs> that was a long walk around. Hey, Ken, how many times better is a kilo cake than a pound cake? Depends on how much cocaine you use. Two? <laughs> yep. 2.2. There you go. I love CCH pounder, by the way. She's so do I. Great. She's great. That's why I use it. It's 2.2 times better. It is. Uh, all right. Next question. Squeal like a wild pig. Take the name of an Olympic track and field event Add an A to the end, and you have a relative of a wild boar. What is the track and field event? If any of you say shot, <laughs> you're out. <laughs> I was considering it. Uh, Ken, Ken and I work best when we can uh, talk it out. We're just going to type in some yeah. track. Type in. We're going to write out some. Uh, oh, my God. You guys are going to talk about straight at my page, Matt. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's what so, I think. I really could not resist that one. Really? Sorry. Uh, Unless you could think of think a of some, uh, track and field event that sounds better when you add an A to the end of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're locked in. All right, here we go. Rapid fire, high jump, Water. long jump, shot put, biathlon, decathlon, 100-yard dash. <laughs> All right, we're going to lock it with Javelin. Uh-huh. Javelina? Yeah. yeah the, Javelin. The Daddy Yankee the... song. Javelina. That's why I, I totally was thinking of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, if we locked it with Javelin. Uh, if you add an A to the end of it, you have a javelina, which is a uh, little wild boar relative Oof. that lives in the southwest U.S. The correct answer is javelin. Yeah. Nicknamed yeah. Pitbull from the 305. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird episode. Uh, speaking of, uh, question <laughs> three. The round mound of laying around. Considered <laughs> one of Shakespeare's greatest characters, what rotund knight makes appearances in both Henry the Fourth plays? Mm. Also, he appears in the Merry Wives of Windsor. Okay, we're locked in. We're locked in. Uh, I think uh, Neil has a picture of this in his bathroom, right? <laughs> yeah, a, a naked picture of this character. <laughs> That's exactly what I meant. Because uh, he have that that poster with all yeah, the Shakespeare. Shakespeare you know what's funny uh, and not to be too too graphic but uh, the poster's right above the, the toilet so anytime that I use the bathroom uh, right at it. I'm staring right at it I've noticed like seven typos and I paid a decent amount for that and I'm kind of angry about it yeah. I'm going to have to write a letter <laughs> the only one be an I, iambic pentameter the only one I ever remember is from uh, is it the Wham Winter's Tale Antogenous Exits Chased by a Bear mm-hmm. yep yeah it's the only one I ever remember from that poster Um, so do you know this one at all no, I don't. Yeah, I got nothing here. Uh, Sir Hefty. 
<laughs> I hear he has good bags. <laughs> this is this is a tough one. That should be the mascot for Hefty. Yes, I can see that. John Cena is the mascot currently. Mm-hmm. Can't see him. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of drawing a blank on this. Yeah. That's a shame. Uh, we got nothing. What do you guys got? So I'm going to give it to Ken to answer. But Why? Uh, You're the one who knows <laughs> the answer. So uh, most recently, it was uh, portrayed by Tom Hanks uh, in an uh, outdoor performance. Oh, it's uh, Sully. Yeah, it is Sully. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, Captain Sullenberger. Um, no, the answer is uh, Falstaff. Uh, Falstaff is correct. Wow. Uh, the category is, what do you call someone who hangs around with musicians? Ken. Max Weinberg was the drummer and band leader for Conan O'Brien when he was the host of Late Night on NBC. Prior to that, he was best known as the drummer for what famous backing band? You know the one? Yeah. Okay. We're all locked in. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll tell a little story here. Uh, back at University of Iowa, uh, when uh, I believe it was John Kerry, John Edwards were uh, running for president of uh, 2003, 2004. Sad year. Yeah. Um, so there, a lot of people came through the campus to campaign. Uh, for some reason, Josh Hartnett Josh was Hartnett, there. And we, we've heard about. We've this. heard this. Uh, but uh, who else was there? Who else I, was there? I have not heard this. Oh, you haven't heard this. So no. Josh Hartnett was there. Uh, all the sorority girls came out to see Josh Hartnett to try to get a picture with them. And then um, he said like a sentence, and he's like, "Hey, vote." That was know. that was like after Pearl Harbor, but not enough where everybody right. realized it really sucked. Yeah. Not just regular side. <laughs> exactly. Before he did uh, 30 Days of Night. And he uh, he just said like a sentence and then he just bolted. So everyone was disappointed. And so everyone left. But then I saw through the back tent, uh, since I'm a drummer and Ken is a drummer, uh, Max Weinberg uh, come over. And uh, I was like, hey, uh, big fan of yours. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. And then he kind of just stood there awkwardly. And he's like, do you have a symbol or something for me to sign? I was like, uh, no, I don't. And he's like, all right. Well, have a good night. <laughs> um, but he was the drummer for the E Street Band. Yeah, back in the boss. E Street Band. Uh, that is correct. He was the drummer for the E Street Band. Perfect. One, two, three, <laughs> four. <laughs> All right, number five. Not that kind of speed bag. The Speedy 30 monogram bag is a classic purse designed by what company? We'll let them lock in. What, yeah. he's What's not monogram? Is it initials? Oh, oh, that changes things. They're they're all initials. Not all no, of them, no, but no, a no, lot no. of them are. Yeah. I could think of several. No, my dear friend Matt, I'm a man. I'm a man <laughs> what, of, of purses. What do you know about purses? I bought you a lot lay, of them. Lay it on me. Yeah. yeah, what you've been, you've been, uh, you've held a few purses. Held a few purses. I'm sure, I'm sure you've held more than the uh, the average share of purses in your day, based mm-hmm. on your Neil stories. Oh, actually, that. That, that there's a story there. No, you just you just made me think of <laughs> one. Don't, you don't need anymore. Do it. I'll make enough. it quick. Uh, when I was That's studying in said. London, there was a uh, a party um, for my my group, my uh, semester, whatever whatever have you, whatever you know. Uh, it was on the Thames, big yacht, huge party, all the students and whatnot. This uh, this girl came up to me and, and she's uh, she's like, hey, uh, we're gonna go dancing um, on the on the dance floor of the yacht or whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, awesome! I was like, we should we should uh, all go dance. She's like, hey, can you just like hold my purse while I go dance? <laughs> and I, I felt terrible. I was like, okay, I'll uh, hold it. And I held it for like an hour. An hour? Yeah. And then being the the you know nice guy that I am, she, her, and her friends all were wasted, and I had to walk them all through through London at like two in the morning. Keeping... When you say nice guy, you mean stooge. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was stu- Yeah, I got poked in the eye basically. <laughs> um, but uh, I held the purse. I got him home safely. Uh, we had a couple guys try to scream at us on the street, but it, it was all okay. All right. you're, you're you're a gentleman and a scholar, and I assume you know the answer to this question. Then uh, we're we're not locked in, right? Um, nope. So yeah, I'm we're just thinking of. In, uh, so if you want to write something down so I could talk about it? Definitely. Neil's locking in right now. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, uh, so Louis Vuitton's the obvious one. Yep. That, that seems like a monogram. Yep. Um, and it's part of the pattern. Yeah. Um, and there's like 30 of them on the damn purse. I mean, Vuitton was the Louis Vuitton was the first one that came to mind. Yeah, and that and that's I think that's the most famous like logo as far as like a symbol. As far thing. as high end brands, I would yeah. think so. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna lock in with Louis, Louis Vuitton. Vuitton. Yeah, I had a lot of trouble with this one. Uh, Ken wrote down Kate Spade, which was um, that's one of Colleen's favorites purses, but um, I don't think she monograms. Yeah, I don't think she monograms either. So I wrote down uh, Louis Vuitton, uh, Michael Kors, uh, Chanel, Gucci. And Dolce & Gabbana, uh, I was kind of leaning towards Italian. Uh, I don't know why, just because Speedy 30 uh, and Classic, because uh, Classic t- uh, purses are Italian. So um, it was really between Louis Vuitton and uh, Dolce & Gabbana, but I ended up going Louis Vuitton because there's LVs on everything. Are mm-hmm. they French? They're French, yeah. 
Well, uh, they do put it everywhere. Louis Vuitton is the correct All answer. All right. Yeah. It's a long way around. Yeah. We got it. All right. Number six. Uh, your category. Ronin, Ronin, Ronin. Ooh. Uh, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, what term central to the gig economy comes from an old word for a mercenary knight? Reluctant. Do you have any ideas then? Uh, freelancer. Is that a lancers? Oh, yeah. That would make sense. You wanna, I, wanna... Could, I could guess that wouldn't be too terrible. Okay. We're going to lock him with freelancer. Yeah. Boy, that's a good answer. I yeah, think, I think answer. they're right. Yeah. But um, I know that a uh, unattached knight or... Uh, I've heard the the term errant used mm -hmm. in in knights, so I translated that to errand. Ah, well, freelance is the answer we're looking for. All right, it's our first nice miss. Nice pull, guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this, this round. Is, this is my game. I don't know what's going on. I will here. say, I want to tell you guys too. What is it? Question seven here. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite games I've ever recorded. Yes. So awesome. you guys are great. Yes. Oh, thanks. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, uh, next. Uh, question question seven the category is do you like pina coladas for three uh, no. the island group that consists of cuba jamaica puerto rico and hispaniola has a two-word name half of that name is shared with the group of smaller islands in the caribbean and the other half relates to the size of these islands what is the name oh. of this group of bigger islands we're locked in all right all i know is aruba jamaica yes. Ooh, i want to take you do we're locking in with Kokomo. Bahama. You guys are locking in with Kokomo? Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. Uh, I believe this is the Greater Antilles. Mm, I always think of less Antilles. Uh, it is the Greater Antilles. There you go. It's funny going through these questions and having heard you all so many times, like knowing exactly who's going to get. <laughs> <laughs> we are predictable. Yeah, we are. We are. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> all right. Number eight. You had one job. The Altamont Free Concert was a festival organized by the Rolling Stones and the Grateful Dead in 1969. What organization was hired to provide security at the show? Mm. You good? Mm -hmm. I think we're locked in. Yep. Yep. Um, this did not go well for them, if I recall. No. No. Yep. Someone unfortunately got stabbed. Uh, we went Hell's Angels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We said the Hell's Angels. Uh, the Hells Angels is correct, and uh, they did not do very well. <laughs> uh, all right, question nine. This is the category. Betty bought a bit of butter, but she found the butter bitter, so Betty bought a bit of better butter to make the bitter butter better. Using Number nine. The bell, the bow tie, the ball, and the boot are the names of the four shapes of what specific food item? Oh, uh, we're locked in. It's, um, it's a pasta. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Bowtie. Uh, oh, man, this is a question I got wrong a long time ago, too. Oh, man. We have to be more yeah. specific than I would. Pasta. I would stake. Okay. Arancini. No, okay. that's a that's a cheese, I think. But it's to a, be no, no, more no. specific than. It's a, it's a pasta. Um, <laughs> we have to be more specific than saying pasta. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. The bell, the bow tie, the boot, and what? And the ball. Oh, maybe not. I know there's a bow tie pasta. I could be way off, though. I could be out of my element. Oh, kolachkis. Oh, yeah. Mm, I do like a kolachki. Hmm. Kolachki? That's a pretty nice specific. poppy so. seed kolachki. Is there a bow? Um, not a bow tie, but what's the other one? A, a Betty? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't <laughs> one of us. <laughs> so they got lost a in translation over there. A boot? <laughs> you know, much, you a, much ado about nothing. I think we need to take a break. Take a break. No, I'm, I'm, I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> Let's say a kolachki. Kolachki? That's pretty specific, but I'll, I'll I'll lean. We're doing pretty well this round, so we'll go kolachki. So this is on Jeff, and if this answer is ridiculous, that's his fault. Uh, no, because the correct answer is chicken McNuggets. Uh, the correct answer is chicken McNuggets. Oh, God. At least I was never going to get that. So. <laughs> <laughs> and those are all taken from specific chicken parts that are shaped exactly that way, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, right. Matt looked at me like I had like three heads. I, <laughs> that seems crazy to me. So. But carry on. Hey, some people are connoisseurs, you know? Question 10. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> Novels published in 1850, 1887, and 1905 and set respectively 
in the Massachusetts Bay Colony, London, and post-revolutionary France all share what specific color in their title? Yeah, I'm pretty positive. We're locked in. What are you thinking? I think it's scarlet uh, for the scarlet letter for the first one that he mentioned. I really don't know about those other ones, but... Uh, oh, um, scarlet fever. London, London would be uh, a study in scarlet, which is Sherlock Holmes. Okay, we're locked in with scarlet. That was the logic I had. Uh, scarlet letter, a study in scarlet, and the last one I just guessed was for the pattern. Scarlet French something <laughs> uh that is correct it is scarlet it is the scarlet letter a study in scarlet and the scarlet pimpernel ah oh. pimpernel yep we, uh, we have 165 if, if my math is correct i had uh we have 200 all right so here we go five categories category one is the double deuce category two is the name is dalton category three a polar bear fell on me Category four, don't eat the big white mint. And number five, it's my way or the highway. You feel good about any of these? No, but I knew I know they're all references to... Uh, yes, Roadhouse. Roadhouse, yeah. Don't eat the <laughs> like big how white. you're not saying it, just in case Neil missed the mystery theme. <laughs> or the giant poster behind. I did not feel he missed just it. Just uh, wager as you see fit. We are locked in with some wagers. As are we. Excellent. Number one, the double deuce. What is the last name of the main character in the novel Catch-22? All right, you ready for number two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the name is Dalton. Dalton Trumbo was a blacklisted screenwriter who wrote Roman Holiday and Spartacus, among other movies. What actor portrayed him in a 2015 movie? It's earned the actor an Academy Award nomination. Question three, a polar bear fell on me. Polar bears were kept in cages at Hydra Station on Tropical Hydra Island by what fictional TV group? You can give me the name of the group or the pronoun used to refer to them. I actually hoped that that question would be about that. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Question four, don't eat the big white mint. According to this brand's packaging, Retsin, that's spelled R-E-T-S-Y-N, is the most important ingredient in what breath mint? And number five, it's my way or the highway. Uh, You guys are in Chicago. We are in Tulsa. If you wanted to drive from Tulsa to Chicago, you could take Route 66 all the way. But if you went the other direction and drove all the way to the end of Route 66, you would end in what California beach town? Okay. Let's uh, split up. Mm Mm-hmm. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. Yeah. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. All right, all the answers are locked in. Um, All the wagers are locked in, so let's go back to the hosts. Final round, number one, the category was the double deuce. 
What is the last name of the main character in the novel Catch-22? We wagered, actually, Oakland Fives Ooh. all the way down. Ooh. Yep, just keep it Playing easy. Playing it safe. Yeah, just yep. keep it easy here. We did uh, uh, 15 all the way down. Oh, yeah. okay. very interesting uh, final round here. Uh, we are hoping Catch-22 is uh, a sci-fi autobiographical <laughs> book, and we put uh, Heller. Mm, that's not a bad guess. Uh, we went the classic Lucky Johnson. <laughs> Uh, the correct answer is Yosarian or Yosarian. So close. Uh, should have said the lucky Yosarian. <laughs> That's what I wanted to bet. Jeff wouldn't let me. It's on record. That's the Armenian equivalent of Johnson. <laughs> uh, number two, the name is Dalton. Dalton Trumbo was a blacklisted screenwriter who wrote Roman Holiday and Spartacus, among others. What actor portrayed him in a 2015 movie? It earned this actor an Academy Award nomination. Uh, so yeah, Trumbo, uh, famous screenwriter, wrote a lot of stuff on the blacklist, as they said. Uh, I'm just going to quote uh, Jeff Healy from the the movie uh, Roadhouse. Not that this actor is like this, but uh, as as Jeff Healy says in the movie, when asked about Dalton, uh, f- with him and he'll seal your fate. So um, we want Brian Cranston. Yeah, I do remember LBJ being really yeah. brutal. Uh, Are you saying <laughs> that he is the danger? Yes, I am the one who knocks. Yes, uh, we said Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, a polar bear fell on me. Polar bears were kept in cages at Hydra Station on Tropical Hydra Island by what fictional TV group? You can give me the name of the group or the pronoun used to refer to them. You guys go first here. We have both. So, so uh, 95% of our uh, debate on these questions came on this one, and Neil was thinking, thinking, thinking. Uh, we both agreed it was from Lost. I have not seen Lost, but Neil finally came up with the Dharma Initiative. Mm, you got the harder one. Yeah. Uh, more simply, they were just known as the Others. But yeah, the Dharma Initiative. Oh. Yeah. Correct. The uh, Dharma Initiative or the Others are the uh, polar bear keepers. <laughs> Number four, don't eat the big white mint. According to this brand's packaging, Retsin is the important ingredient in what breath mint? Um, yeah, we weren't really sure on this one. We're hoping that Retsin is the fresh maker, and we said Mentos. Oddly enough, we, we kind of went through some mints, and I we tried to pick one that was differentiated from others, and we loved the chewiness of Mentos. Uh, well, it was not the fresh maker, mm. but it is certs yeah oh, okay that was the one i was thinking of the white one with the little blue in the middle oh but yeah I, I couldn't come up i, I, I wouldn't have gotten the, the name either mint life so that's the was... blue the asbestos or whatever it was called <laughs> <I believe so. laughs> retson retson <laughs> yeah. uh number five it's my way or the highway if you wanted to drive from tulsa to chicago you could take route 66 all the way if you went in the other direction and went to the end of Route 66, you would end in what California beach town? Hmm. Yeah, we live right off Route 66, which is so you could take it right down to Tulsa for you guys. Yeah, um, yeah. I live three doors down from it. Oh, let's, oh, let's head on down after this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, if I go crazy. Um, we, we were kind of stuck between a couple of beach towns. My initial gut said Venice Beach, and then I kind of got hung up on Santa Monica, but uh, we locked in with Venice Beach. Yeah, Ken and I wrote down uh, Malibu Beach, Long Beach, Santa Monica Beach, and Venice Beach, and uh, we kind of just settled on Venice Beach. Well, the correct answer is Santa Monica. Damn it. All right, after all the scores being tabulated, uh, today's cream of the crop is the Thunder Jazz with 185. The cream of the crop! And uh, the elders uh, don't even get their score read, so that's fine. That's it. 160. We had 160. You played very well. Yeah, Unfortunately, it was, was not enough. Like I said, it's it probably my favorite, uh, either my favorite or one of my favorite games I've ever played. This is uh, wonderfully hosted uh, and written, guys. Thanks. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks for playing. Well done. Yeah, we, we need you, you We need you back. Uh, this was a great game. It was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. We'll have to do it late night again because I feel like that'll... Yeah, good energy tonight. Bring the juices, uh, especially yeah. the uh, chicken nugget sauce. So... Um, why don't you guys tell us a little bit more uh, it's all about the just <laughs> where people can find uh, Questionable Company and uh, if they'd like to play or they want to maybe host for you guys uh, the easiest way to do it is to send us an email at questionableco at gmail.com uh, and just tell us that you're interested in hosting and we'll uh, get you set up with what you need and uh, get you on your way 
Yeah, and or you can go on to Facebook. But uh, I think we have a really fun, like, little gr- – our interaction is really good. It's kind of like a family-ish mm-hmm. atmosphere, you cool. know, where, like – like tonight, we're watching all the scores as they happen. Cool. To oh. all of our games. Oh, wow. That's cool. Venues, yeah. Yeah, and we're connected to all the hosts. If they have any issues, they just send us messages, and we either like, yeah, you know what? We messed up that question. So oh, cool. give them credit. Or it's like, no, this is the reason why that's not quite. So nice. you're, you're the war room in uh, Toronto, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly That's exactly it. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, make sure you guys reach out to Questionable Company um, and uh, follow them on Facebook. Uh, we'll, we'll throw a link in our show notes for this episode. Um, any uh, any last words, Jeffrey? No. No? Okay. I'm, I'm satisfied. Jeff won. He's happy. So we get, we get satisfied. Jeff, Jeff, can, uh, Jeff can sleep uh, in his coffin tonight for a little while. <laughs> yeah. I do my best sleeping in my coffin. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks again to Tim and Cheyenne for hosting. Thanks to Jeff. Uh, Neil and Ken for being in studio. My name was Matt, and that was Triviality. Let's get our scores up to date here. I have so many different sheets in my hand. <laughs> I know. Better take if only we had some kind of scorecard. Find Jeff. I've been creeping around your backstage. Come on, I've got Gordon Lightfoot on the blur- brain. On the blur. On the brain. For that, I'm leaving it all in. <laughs> all right. What's uh? What's the, your score? No singing. Uh, yeah, one ten. One ten. Okay.